book four section sixty one of the world as will and idea volume one by arthur schopenhauer translated by r b haldane and j kemp this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine book four the world as will second aspect the assertion and denial of the will to live when self-consciousness has been attained section sixty one it may be remembered from the second book that in the whole of nature at all the grades of the objectification of will there was a necessary and constant conflict between the individuals of all species and in this way was expressed the inner contradiction of the will to live with itself at the highest grade of the objectification this phenomenon like all others will exhibit itself with greater distinctness and will therefore be more easily explained with this aim we shall next attempt to trace the source of egoism as the starting point of all conflict we have called time and space the principium individuationis because only through them and in them is multiplicity of the homogeneous possible they are the essential forms of natural knowledge that is knowledge springing from the will therefore the will everywhere manifests itself in the multiplicity of individuals but this multiplicity does not concern the will as thing in itself but only its phenomena the will itself is present whole and undivided in every one of these and beholds around it the innumerably repeated image of its own nature but this nature itself the actually real it finds directly only in its inner self therefore every one desires everything for himself desires to possess or at least to control everything and whatever opposes it it would like to destroy to this is added in the case of such beings as have knowledge that the individual is a supporter of the knowing subject and the knowing subject is the supporter of the world that is that the whole of nature outside the knowing subject and thus also all other individuals exist only in its idea it is only conscious of them as its idea thus merely indirectly as something which is dependent on its own nature and existence for with its consciousness the world necessarily disappears for it that is its being and non-being become synonymous and indistinguishable every knowing individual is thus in truth and finds itself as the whole will to live or the inner being of the world itself and also as the complemental condition of the world as idea consequently as a microcosm which is of equal value with the macrocosm nature itself which is everywhere and always truthful gives him this knowledge originally and independently of all reflection with simple and direct certainty now from these two necessary properties we have given the fact may be explained that every individual though vanishing altogether and diminished to nothing in the boundless world yet makes itself the centre of the world as regard for its own existence and well-being before everything else indeed from the natural standpoint is ready to sacrifice everything else for this is ready to annihilate the world in order to maintain its own self this drop in the ocean a little longer this disposition is egoism which is essential to everything in nature yet it is just through egoism that the inner conflict of the will with itself attains to such a terrible revelation 
for this egoism has its continuance and being in that opposition of the microcosm and macrocosm or in the fact that the objectification of will has the principium individuationis for its form through which the will manifests itself in the same way in innumerable individuals and indeed entire and completely in both aspects will and idea in each thus while each individual is given to itself directly as the whole will and the whole subject of ideas other individuals are only given it as ideas therefore its own being and the maintenance of it is of more importance to it than that of all others together every one looks upon his own death as upon the end of the world while he accepts the death of his acquaintances as a matter of comparative indifference if he is not in some way affected by it in the consciousness that has reached the highest grade that of man egoism as well as knowledge pain and pleasure must have reached its highest grade also and the conflict of individuals which is conditioned by it must appear in its most terrible form and indeed we see this everywhere before our eyes in small things as in great now we see its terrible side in the lives of great tyrants and miscreants and in world desolating wars now its absurd side in which it is the theme of comedy and very specially appears as self-conceit and vanity rochefoucauld understood this better than any one else and presented it in the abstract we see it both in the history of the world and in our own experience but it appears most distinctly of all when any mob of men is set free from all law and order then there shows itself at once in the distinctive form the bellum omnium contra omnes which hobbes has so admirably described in the first chapter of de Kive we see not only how every one tries to seize from the other what he wants himself but how often one will destroy the whole happiness or life of another for the sake of an insignificant addition to his own happiness this is the highest expression of egoism the manifestations of which in this regard are only surpassed by those of actual wickedness which seeks quite disinterestedly the hurt and suffering of others without any advantage to itself of this we shall speak soon with this exhibition of the source of egoism the reader should compare the presentation of it in my prize essay on the basis of morals section fourteen a chief source of that suffering which we found above to be essential and inevitable to all life is when it really appears in a definite form that eris the conflict of all individuals the expression of the contradiction with which the will to live is affected in its inner self and which attains a visible form through the principium individuationis wild beast fights are the most cruel means of showing this directly and vividly in this original discord lies an unquenchable source of suffering in spite of the precautions that have been taken against it and which we shall now consider more closely end of book four section sixty one recording by expatriate in bangor maine